2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
3: Happy Monday. Welcome in here. Glad to have you with us. Uh, John Grayson's out today. EJ Becker is back. Morning. Happy Taylor Swift Day in Kansas City.
4: All I've got floating through my head is Salt 900s. That's, no. that's the private jet she flies on. And uh, it's just got to be. Ama- are you okay?
3: I don't like this microphone it's over here. It's
4: microphone wrestling on Monday morning.
3: I tell I, I complain about this every time I'm here. I don't know how Dana does this because the microphone constantly moves. The hard and that part makes about me it.
4: Insane. Well, and the screws are stripped. Yeah. So they were they're still stripped three and a half years after I used that microphone. Yeah. And so. So just took okay. EJ
3: away. EJ is back. I'm back. Thank you for being back. Yeah. Um, so the Chiefs won a game yesterday. That seems to be the smallest part of the story that was coming out of Sunday.
4: That's true. Because for a while there, I was sitting watching this game thinking to myself, uh, are we going to Are we gonna top Miami? Miami scored 70 yeah. points yesterday. Are we going to top Miami the yeah. way they were going in the first half? And then suddenly it becomes very, very clear. No, 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 no. The highlight of the game is how many times can we watch Taylor Swift jump up and make the touchdown Symbol with her arms.
3: Colin, did that make you crazy that there was so much attention on Taylor Swift yesterday?
5: A little bit. Um, I don't know. I just, I just sit back and laugh. You know, it, it, it's just one of those where I'm like, this is, this is where we're at. This is what's getting attention, and I'm just a football guy, and I'm there to watch. Football. I'm not there for any of the other stuff. I do I do like scrolling through Twitter now Mm -hmm. and seeing or X. I was about to say, what's Twitter? Um yeah, formerly artists formerly known as. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, And I see screenshots of people that are Taylor Swift fans trying to explain football to other Taylor Swift fans. It's so fun. There was one about trying to explain what a first down is and how you get it and how the game works, and somebody was like so if, so if it's a down, does that mean they drop the ball? Like what they're trying to figure out football. It's so funny.
3: So what I appreciate about it. And let me say first, it is, it is insane. Like the day was just as EJ stands, the day was just crazy in a fun way though. Like it wasn't the most exciting game in the world to watch. And it was, and I'm, you know, Chicago land ish girl. So friends from back home were texting me about the bears So it wasn't the most exciting game in the world to watch. But then what made it fun was that during commercial breaks to watch for and talk about and check Twitter for all of the Taylor Swift stuff. What's cool about it, though, and and I get it. If you're a football fan, it makes you crazy and you don't get why the, the craze about Taylor Swift. But what's cool about it is kind of what Colin said is that TikTok today was full of Taylor Swift fans, Swifties as they're called, who didn't care about the Chiefs, <laughs> who didn't care about football, who didn't know what a tight end did, who now who watched the Chiefs game yesterday and who now are going to watch football games for her. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's okay. Sure.
4: I mean, at the end of the day, whatever business you're in, you want more customers. You want yeah. more people to pay attention. And if Taylor Swift brings you and your football team more attention, there you go. And they're the it couple now. They're and we the- don't
3: even know if they're a couple yet.
4: She's sitting next to mom at a football game. Mom looks like she just wants to watch football game, by the way. And say, T, hey, T, calm down over there, okay? Let me watch his game. My son's playing football.
3: Look, who's who's more um, endearing to people, Taylor Swift or Mama Kelsey? Who Mama do people Kelsey. care about more,
4: Mama Kelsey,
5: in
3: Mama that Kelsey. room? Because she's Mama, Mama Kelsey.
5: Yeah. I, I also saw a bunch of jokes about Brittany Mahomes not yeah. being seated next to Taylor Swift and having her be all, you know, grouchy in the corner. And I thought that was kind of
3: funny. No one cared about Brittany Mahomes yesterday. Wait,
5: wait, wait. Was she in the booth? Doesn't she use? Not, not, she usually not on next the field? to Taylor.
3: She. They have their own. Print they have their own presidential suite, whatever whatever it is that they're in, the, the Mahomes suite. The only thing that was um, the only thing that was notable about that is that it was the first game that Bronze went to. They took she brought the baby yesterday oh. for the first time. Okay, that's the only thing of her social media that I that I took note of. I but, you would you would think maybe she hopes the pressure's off a little bit. Taylor shows up and the pressure's off of me, or she likes the attention yeah. and doesn't like that Taylor Swift is getting is getting more of it. She's a little um, jealous. So, but it was funny last night about, so it was Walter Payton's son who was the one that got the first video of, and I can't believe I'm, I care, but here we are. Um, but yeah, it was Walter Payton's son that got the first video of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey walking out of Arrowhead. Okay. Which was cool, right? Like, especially because it was a Bears game. And so it was Walter Payton's son that got that first video. Nice little, nice little connection there. And then it was all the talk last night about where they were going Mm -hmm. after the game. And there were multiple pictures of them riding off in whatever convertible he's got and where they were going to go. And then there was talk about how she paid the tab for everyone in whatever restaurant they were going to go to so that they could clear it out and then have an evening. And then there was rumor about which restaurant that was. Sure. Which
4: which I find interesting, if not unlikely, because nice restaurants in Kansas (laughs) City— will close for you. Yeah. You just agree to pay a certain amount of money. Right. You know, I'm going to buy this much in food, or in their case, you don't need that. I'll just have my normal little $100 dinner, or Mm -hmm. whatever the steak costs, and uh, just tell me how many thousands you need to close for the night, and I'll handle that too.
3: Um, So I understand that that, um, some of you are not happy about the Taylor Swift part of it, but for those of us that enjoy the chiefs and enjoy Patrick Mahomes and enjoy Travis Kelsey, but otherwise don't follow the NFL. It's a good way to get other people involved. I mean, if, if you're a guy and you were watching, you know, football day yesterday, it might've been a way that your significant other paid a little more attention. And so it's, it's just a, it's just a fascinating phenomenon right now. And
4: football is more than a sport. -hmm. Football. I I come back to the line from the uh, from the movie Will Smith was in about the concussions, the concussion movie. What's called? I'm not your Colin. You know I'm talking about. I
5: believe it's just called concussion. Is it called concussion? I think so.
4: Where somebody's talking to Will Smith's character and says the NFL, they own a day of the week, Mm -hmm. the day the church used to own. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. so, and so, yeah. it's part of the fabric of America now. And so, it shouldn't be a big surprise, and it shouldn't really put us off, should it? That when pop culture comes into it this way, it's getting woven into it. It's woven into everybody's life. Red Friday, you dress mm-hmm. two days before the game because it's not because it's a sport. It's because you like to identify with the brand. You like yeah. to identify with the success. You enjoy the party. You enjoy the fun. Well. How did that not make it just a little more fun and interesting yesterday?
3: And it brings a lot more attention to Kansas City? Yeah, Holy cow, does it put us more on the map? Um, ok. so Pat, so here's how how big this got is that, Bill Belichick was asked about it. (laughs) So there are comments from him. And then Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid both talked about it last night. I think we've got Mahomes audio here. Do you realize how much pressure there was on you today from the Swifties to get Travis Kelsey a touchdown with Taylor in the house today?
5: Yeah, I heard that. I heard she was in the house. Uh, Did you feel it? Did you feel the pressure, Patrick? I I felt a little bit of pressure. Um, and so I knew I had to get it to Travis. And of course, it's on a route that Travis, he, he he does his own thing and just makes up a route and I throw it to him. So uh, I think he wanted to get in the end zone just as much as uh, all the Swifties wanted him to.
3: <laughs> Aaron Andrews, by the way. Yes, I figured that, yeah. Um. Yeah, and Patrick Mahomes said that he learned, I guess on Friday night, that Taylor Swift was going to be at the game on Sunday and that Travis Kelsey was pretty casual about it. Like just sort of mentioned in passing, <laughs> she, she might be at the game. So we on saw Sunday. that, we
5: saw that video of them walking together yeah, out, out of, I believe is that, is that the Walter Payton? That's son the, video.
3: Yeah. I don't know uh, what his son's name is, but yeah, The
5: look on his face <laughs> tells me he is in too deep and he does not know what to do at this point. Cause you can pause it like halfway through. He makes eye contact with the camera and he looks terrified. Of the media attention? Of something. Huh. I don't know what it is. Uh, you would this... think that Taylor Swift carries
4: with her a different level of media attention, of security, of entourage. You could imagine there's take some taken. Th- th- it takes some getting used to. I could see that.
5: His convertible also did not have a license plate or a tag. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out
3: there. Did you see the front and the back?
5: I saw the back.
4: Okay, I think in Missouri, I didn't, you have to I didn't have both. see
5: any pictures from the front. Missouri, you gotta have both. Yeah, Missouri,
4: you gotta have both. Imagine okay. you're the cop that pulls him over for not having a license plate and you suddenly realize who's in the car.
3: Yeah, it's, you're right. Taylor Swift fame, like there's Travis Kelsey fame. Taylor Swift fame is a different level of everything. I mean, she comes with a team of security everywhere she goes. In fact, there was. I read somewhere there was security um, like that had to follow her into, into Arrowhead mm-hmm. to keep fans away because it was just everybody wanted to touch her hand, do a picture. Every, everybody wanted a piece of that.
4: Supposedly, now this is, again, this comes from uh, uh, social media, so uh, trust it as much as you want to. But supposedly, wherever she flew into, whichever private uh, or small public airport she flew into in her private jet, the Dassault 900, I might add, uh, Apparently, police security everywhere, and you couldn't get near the place. Yeah, and and these are places that normally you can go up to and walk up to the fence and see what's going on, and supposedly it was tight as could be.
3: So we'll see if this was short-lived. short li- lived, short lived short lived. It doesn't it, it, sound right. But I know that's a- right. It's
4: actually correct. Short lived is actually correct. It's awkward,
3: but um, we'll see if this has a short shelf life. Or, or if this goes, she doesn't have another, she's on a break from her tour. She's on a break until October 18th okay. in Miami. So she's got time to go to more games. So we'll hold our breath until next Sunday. The
5: text line is calling them trailer. Is that what we're doing? Is that I, the official name that we're going to use here?
3: That's what I've heard. That just sounds trailer. Not yeah. like, a, not a compliment. <laughs> like, can we come up with a nicer, a nicer word for it? That's not trailer. Swifty. That's hard to say, but feel free to keep your keep your suggestions keep coming trying. in here. Um, okay, so we'll take a break. But coming up, there was also an announcement over the weekend about who's going to do the Super Bowl halftime show. I'm waiting for the text line to be divided. According to the text line, whatever convertible he drives is a Chevelle. Okay. So I don't know cars well enough to muscle car. Be able to tell you. Muscle okay. Car, yeah. um, so we'll take a break. We'll uh, talk about the Super Bowl halftime show coming up next year on KMBZ. DJ asks, is this another Taylor Swift song?
4: Hey, you play Billy no. Joel and I'll know it. You play Billy Joel and I'll know for sure what it is.
3: This is Usher okay. who will be doing the halftime show at the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. This is one of the Vegas. popular ones,
4: too. I was it's about like to go on a tits. deep dive. Yeah, yeah. no. You don't know this? Not my style.
3: But you don't. I should I should stop because this is what John does to me. Like, oh, you don't know this? I. I should not do that to you. But this okay. is a big Usher hit. Okay. We could play some other big Usher hits. It's also One Hit Wonder Day, so we. Can might...
5: I? Or are you giving me permission to play more Usher today?
3: You can play more Usher yes. today, as long as it's Usher. That's like mainstream that people are gonna like stuff he would play was, at the uh, halftime you show. Don't want the
5: deep cuts. No, was, was this mainstream or not? This is his second biggest song, yes. so I'm I'm
4: going
3: with not everybody's gonna know it. What was the biggest one? Well, he'll find it. and We'll play it. Um. So.
5: Oh, it's <laughs> yeah, with Lil Jon.
3: Because I know. Exa- I usually yeah, yeah, don't know yeah, songs yeah, yeah, by yeah, title. Yeah. Wait, give us that dramatic interpretation again.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the name of the song?
4: And that's, yeah, that's how, the, that's song how the song goes? That's how the song goes, yeah. And you I'll, wonder I'll why later, I'm yeah. not listening to it.
3: <laughs> okay, so Usher, uh, it was announced over the weekend, will be headlining the Super Bowl halftime show. Um, his top hits include You Got It Bad. That Yeah, there was that one, too. Um, he never spells out you in the name of his songs because it's just the you for Usher.
4: You Got It Bad?
3: Yeah, that was a big hit. Good. Um, The last time he was on the Super Bowl stage was in 2011 to sing with the Black Eyed Peas, but this will be his first time headlining the Super Bowl halftime show. Okay.
4: Was there a big run-up to this? Was there a lot of controversy? There's always the big, who's it going to be? What's going to
5: happen? I
3: sort of forgot they hadn't announced it yet. I I heard it over the weekend. Did somebody back out?
5: I thought they had somebody and then they backed out. Or was that last year? I don't remember. I don't.
3: I know that Taylor Swift was asked and uh-huh. said no. Interesting. So, um she wants to be in the box with mom. I she was asked a while ago. And and I don't know if it's cuz of the tour, it's not like she needs the publicity, but I think she said no before. Usher will be good. I mean, he's I know that you're not as familiar with him, but it'll be a good show. He's he's an entertainer, so that will be a good show. Uh, phone lines are ringing. If you have thoughts here, feel free. 913-586-7798.
4: Well, at least it's already decided because there's yeah. always such chatter and buzz and all of that. And they never pick Billy Joel, so I don't quite get it. Bruce did um, it. Bruce did it. It was good when Bruce did it. So the
3: person just asked, did you seriously just imply Usher is a one-hit wonder? No, I didn't. I mentioned multiple hits that he has. <laughs> so no, I said it is one-hit wonder day. Feel free as we go through the show to play other one-hit wonders. Including, yeah, that's a song. So, no, I I perhaps threw a word in there that led you to think. No, I know ushers. He wouldn't be doing the halftime show if he had not had a lot of big hits. So, um, by the way, the Pittsburgh Steelers did an emergency stop at KCI this morning, 4 a.m. Middle of the night. They had to stop here. Um, They are, I believe, on their way. They had to get in a different plane here, and I think they're they're headed out. I was,
4: I, I, it sort of makes you wonder. They landed in an A330, which is a huge Airbus airplane, not the biggest Airbus airplane. But it's a big old airplane, about 180, 190 people on board. Apparently, they lost oil pressure in an engine, and when you lose oil pressure in an engine, you get that airplane down on the ground as quickly as you can. So I'm wondering at 4 o'clock in the morning. You've got to open the terminal. You've mm-hmm. got to get people in there. you got to get people in there to, to service them and take care of them. They can't get off the airplane, I assume, until you can get the airport open. Because at 4 o'clock in the morning, you might have people showing up to get ready to leave on 5 o'clock flights.
3: Yeah, people forget that, that the terminal actually does close overnight. Sure. For a few hours, because mm-hmm. you don't have flights coming in and out.
4: Most of the most major airports, there's a window of time overnight when there's nothing coming
3: in or going out. Now, if a plane has to... Do an emergency landing. Somebody's at the airport. They, didn't, always, they don't just turn the lights off and lock the door. Operations
4: is always there, always on the ground at a big airport like
3: KCI. And luckily, with our new terminal, there is actually stuff open at five a.m. Not at four a.m., but there's there are things that are available to you, services at five a.m. Okay, so so they spent a little longer here than they, I'm sure, wanted. Any any time here was more than they thought. Yeah. Um. So I think they're they're headed back to Pittsburgh now. Um. All right. Powerball jackpot. Yep. You play Powerball, don't you? You're I play Powerball when it gets to be like this. Yes. Okay. Um at what so how how big does the jackpot have to be for you to play?
4: Oh, usually over half a billion.
3: Okay. We're there. 785 million is what it's up to. Mm-hmm. Fourth largest prize in history. I bought tickets on Saturday night. The fact that it has rolled over to just shy of eight hundred million means I did not win. Yeah, tonight's the next drawing. Um, Let's see. It is now surpassed only by the previous jackpots over $1 billion. Wow. Well,
4: if you you watch Powerball, it used to be before the pandemic, when it got this big, it would roll. And so what did you say? It was 785? 785. 785. So if it doesn't hit tonight, then it'll roll to a billion for Wednesday. Then the pandemic hit, and they made all kinds of cuts. I don't know if we're back... To that kind of jump anymore. But if it doesn't hit tonight, it'll be maybe 850, 850, 900. I wonder if it'll go all
3: the way to a billion in just one roll. Wow. Uh, so after Monday, when's the next drawing? Wednesday? Wednesday. Monday, okay. Wednesday, Saturday for Powerball. Okay. I always think it's just interesting the people that only buy tickets when it's over a certain amount. Mm-hmm. The odds don't change. Right. The odds don't change. Just win
4: more. You just, exactly. Yeah. So you've still got the same number of odds and, you know, there's something fan is this something you you don't dream about a 40 million dollar jackpot you dream about a billion dollar jackpot
3: weren't you and i talking off the air about states that allow you to stay anonymous oh yeah because there was that story i can't remember where that was out of but the woman that wished she had stayed anonymous she won a really big jackpot and Mm -hmm. wished she had not come forward yeah and i can't remember i believe kansas lets you stay anonymous if you win i think that's right and i don't think missouri I don't know Missouri's law, but I think Kansas lets you stay anonymous if you want to. Your best shot, the
4: best thing you can do when you win the jackpot—I don't care if it's if it's two million or two billion—the best thing you can do: sign the bag of the ticket, mm-hmm. put it in a safe deposit box or safe or somewhere else. I'd take pictures of it too, probably, and then call a lawyer. And then mm-hmm. now you're going to figure out how to do it. Are we putting in a trust? Let the lawyer go claim the ticket in the name of the trust. You know what that does? Doesn't create any uh, uh, empathy, sympathy, uh, uh, publicity, nothing. So let somebody else claim it in in a totally different
3: name, and then no worries. Is this all? You don't do scratch offs? You don't do any of the other stuff? This is it? No, no. I don't do any of that. I um, (laughs) partially tickets are a different thing, but like I don't even go to casinos Mm -mm. because I love to play poker. Okay, I, I love it, and you would have a hard time getting me away from a table because I love to play and so I just don't I just don't set foot because I don't trust myself. So. I en-
4: I enjoy blackjack and if I'm on the rare occasion that I'll sit down at a blackjack table, first of all it's going to be a $3 table, so I'm probably sitting in Circus Circus. It's going to be a $3 table. I'm going to sit down with 20, max $50. When it's doubled, mm-hmm. the 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 double portion goes in my pocket. And then I'll play until the rest of it's gone. But if I lose 20 bucks right off top, I get up and walk away. I work too hard mm-hmm. to give these folks my money for doing nothing.
3: So $785 million is what we are up to for Powerball. All right, EJ Becker's in for John Grayson. Coming up today, there were a bunch of CVS locations on Friday that closed. Pharmacists are walking out over working conditions. If that affected you late last week, we'll talk about that coming up next here on KMBZ.
0: Call from mom.
2: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
3: Welcome in here. Happy to have you on a Monday. John Grayson out this week. E.J. Becker hanging out with us today. It is One Hit Wonder Day. Feel free to make your requests. Colin will take those into account. I suspect we'll hear more Usher. Today as well, so we can educate EJ on what he's going to hear during the halftime show, the Super Bowl. You mean
4: the one that I'm not going to watch?
3: Do you ever watch it? Rarely. What I do just, you do instead?
4: I play. Just do other stuff? Yeah. I mean, the Super Bowl is the one game well, I will that I will actually, and maybe an AFC championship game, that I'll actually watch in real time. I watched yesterday's Chiefs game in 25 minutes. Because as yeah. soon as the play is over, it's you hit fast-forward three times because it takes them 30 or 40 seconds to talk about what they're going to make their dinner plans and then decide, oh, now let's run a play. So I fast-forward through all of those. Mm-hmm. I watch a whole game in 25 minutes. Now, yesterday, I'm going to say it was maybe 30 to 32 minutes because I did have to click back a little bit to watch Taylor Swift call touchdowns and, and do all the goofy—that <laughs> commentary was worth it yesterday yeah. to pay attention to the extraneous— extra football attention. Yeah. But other than that, no, 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 No. you're not going to get me to waste three hours watching this thing. I, you know what I do during football games, everything else, because nobody's there.
3: That's, we were talking about that off the air a little bit about the stuff that you do. If you don't care about the game or if you're going to watch it later, Mm -hmm. the, the good stuff that you can do, like the stuff it's a perfect time to do because everybody else is watching the chiefs game
4: football game yesterday, trampoline park, had it to ourselves, brilliant.
3: Even like moms didn't take kids to the ga- to the trampoline park wall. While...
4: There was a birthday party, okay. And because of the birthday party, and the dads were not happy. The dads are all gathered around cell phones watching a football game. They had it on one of the TVs in the in the gym. Mm-hmm. But other than that, no. If when let me put it to you this way, when they came up for cake and ice cream, the three children I was there with had this massive gym to themselves. Fun. It was Very fun shopping. Oh, oh my. yeah. Stephanie and I will yeah. often plan like date time on a Sunday afternoon for the Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. Babysitter comes over, watches Little EJ, and we go shopping.
3: Yeah. We have the store to ourselves. Yeah. It's a really good time to do that. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll check and see how things go this Sunday. Okay, if CVS is your pharmacy and it is mine, uh, I go to the one just off the plaza there, then you had trouble getting prescriptions on Friday. And this was a big enough deal that I'm looking at the USA Today version of the story. Uh, Nearly two dozen pharmacists at the nation's largest retail pharmacy chain staged a walkout in the Kansas City metro area over working conditions. They say put CVS Health pharmacists and patients at risk. If this affected you... 913 586 7798. It began Thursday. It continued into Friday. Uh, some pharmacies outside the metro area also joined. They estimated at least 22 locations had closed. The walkout, they say, reflects a rising outcry from pharmacists at several national pharmacy chains. They say their work requirements leave them unable to safely fill and verify prescriptions, putting patients at risk of serious harm or even death um I, overworked I guess we don't have enough pharmacists what
4: do you observe when you walk into some cvs's are busier than other cvs's you go into your what I would call your typical CDS. you stand there and wait what do you observe when you see what's going on behind the counter in a pharmacy give me one word to describe it chaos I- not in a bad way there is so much going on. That phone is ringing like crazy. The pharmacist got the phone balanced on their ear, typing into the thing, trying to do the thing. You've got two or three techs, uh, maybe even more in the big ones, and they're trying to fill prescriptions, talk to people at the desk, run what's going on over there. You go into a busy CVS, and it is controlled chaos because they are so busy, and there is so much going on. You can take your, I've, I've been there taking a prescription at 10 o'clock in the morning. They said, we'll have it for you at 6 tonight. So, That's eight yeah. hours later. And so I could understand why they might be walking out if that's not the kind of work environment they want. I've looked at it before and thought, why don't you hire a fifth person to just answer the phone? Because if you're on the phone waiting to talk to somebody,
3: you have a good reason. So that's interesting. Um, So I go to the CVS South Plaza and... I think it was Thursday that I went and picked up a prescription and you're right. It used to be, you went to the doctor or you went to urgent care and they give you a prescription mm-hmm. and it's ready by the time you get there. Yep. I mean, usually in 10 minutes, it's ready. We do not exist in that universe anymore. It, that's no. not that, that is not an expectation that you can have. We also, um, and some of you were texting this in also that pharmacists or just, or CVS's or your pharmacy are not open the hours they used to be. Again, I used to assume like all pharmacies are open 24 hours because Mm -hmm. you never know you might need prescriptions in the middle of the night. No, that one that is South Plaza, I think opens at nine in the morning, maybe is open to like six, seven, eight in the evening, but it's not late. And they close for an hour for lunch in the afternoon.
4: I walked into a CVS the other day at seven o'clock in the evening because CVS pharmacies close at eight. I go to the back. They're not open. I come up to the front and I ask the lady who's working. I said, "What, what, what, what? And she's like, Today, we started closing at 6. I said, what about the one down the street? Because, of course, there's a CVS literally on every block, and there was one right down the street. And she said, I think they close at 6 now, too. And it's it's staffing mm-hmm. issues. Everybody's still being hit by staffing issues, and that's what it is. And, and this, why this story was interesting to me is that CVS has clearly already been making changes. Right. And it's still clearly not enough for some.
3: So why is that not an appealing job as much and we ask this about a lot of things it's it feels to me like yet another industry that has a shortage of people doing that thing and you want your pharmacist to not be rushed Mm -hmm. that is a job where you want them to have the attention to detail you don't want them I mean life or death depends on that right so why is that not as much of an appealing job as it used to be it's a very well-paid profession what is it about that that people aren't doing that as much anymore? I wonder if
4: some of it is this. When I was a child, we would go to Chuck Thurgoods pharmacy down on the corner, and Chuck was there. Mm-hmm. Chuck was the guy. And Chuck had two or three people working behind a the counter. They would do the, you know, they would do the 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 filling of the prescriptions and he would make sure everything was going. But Chuck had the time to talk to you. Chuck was Not a salesman, but a salesman in that you could trust. He was, and the pharmacist
3: today should still be that way. I don't know my pharmacist's first name. No, but we've talked about that too, about, um, it had never occurred to me until we talked about it on the show to consult my pharmacist Mm -hmm. about the drugs I take. Sure. And so that's a weird web, right? Like, cause you trust your doctor who knows your medical history to prescribe and know the drugs that you should take. Can I go to my pharmacist? and say my doctor told me to take this but you know um you know the details of these drugs better what if your your pharmacist disagrees with your prescription can you go back to your doctor and say my pharmacist is is, is saying this my point being we don't utilize the knowledge of pharmacists enough but maybe they don't even have the time to give it to us
4: i've stood in the pharmacy before and called the doctor's office and said, the pharmacist is raising red flags here because of this and that and this and that. And the doctor acquiesced is the wrong word. The doctor said, oh, I didn't think of that. All right,
3: I'm sending in something different right now. That's scary. That is scary. What if if it doesn't occur to you to talk to your pharmacist? And what if that situation happens where your doctor didn't think of it and your pharmacist knew?
4: The pharmacist came to me. When I picked it up, the pharmacist had the prescription flagged and came over and said, now, this is this medicine... Your file says watch for interactions with this and this, and I'm like, oh, okay, because I didn't know whatever was in this particular medicine. So yeah, tip of the cap to the pharmacist there. Yeah, but that's the pharmacist's job. But no, I think I think you absolutely can. I ask pharmacists questions all the time about things like that because they do know the drugs, they do know the interactions, and by the way, they're right in front of you too. Right. So it's got to be a staffing thing. It's got, and everybody's
3: everybody's dealing with it. And some of you are texting in some theories, too. 913 that we'll get to here in a sec. Ashley has called us up out of KC. Hey, Ashley.
0: Hey, guys. Uh, I've got a really good friend. And if they don't, it, who, she's got fibromyalgia. She's got rheumatoid arthritis. The, the, the girl has everything under the sun, including the sun, because she's allergic to it, going on with her. Her prescriptions are through a CVS what people don't realize is she's tried to have them transferred and filled at other CVS's when they've been out of hers. They've got to call that pharmacy. It's not like you can just go to another CVS and get these controlled substances filled. They've got to be transferred from that pharmacy and uh, for them to do that they've got to be open, you know, and the problem that she's run into is she's been on opiates for so long to control her pain, she gets a lot of flack from some of these pharmacists, and they don't want to fill it because they're concerned about it. She's been on these for at least 10 years. So this is really going to mess with people's lives. And if she doesn't have uh, her medications or pain, she's going to go through withdrawals. Uh, She's got severe stomach problems. She can't hardly eat. So if she doesn't get her nausea medication, this woman will starve. She literally cannot eat. So this is really messing with people's lives. Her and I have been talking about it, trying to figure out other things to do, but, if all these pharmacies are closing and they can't even get a prescription transferred, you know, a doctor is not just going to go and say, okay, no problem, I'll write you another prescription for uh, opiates or a controlled substance. Even my son, with his Adderall, we've had to switch pharmacies three different
3: times. Such a shortage. Yeah, Yeah,
0: because there's such a shortage. I mean, this is really going to mess with people's lives, and it's going to put even more of a burden on our emergency emergency rooms if people can't get these medications that
4: they really need. Yeah, Ashley brings up a really good point and, and 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 that is that so much of the time with some of the medicines that we have in our household, I now I plan a, a, a morning mm-hmm. where I'm going to get on the phone and because we need one particular medicine made by a specific manufacturer. Right. Because if you switch generics, the side effects can change from one generic makes same medicine, yeah. but because of the way they manufacture they're different. I spend a morning calling around to figure out which pharmacy. CVS is not our normal pharmacy. Right. My pharmacy, i not been able to get these medicines for months. And so I call around, start with CVS, then go to Walgreens to see the specific manufacturer. And do they have enough? The good news is we have those prescriptions on paper. We don't have to transfer them. I walk in with a piece of paper and can get it from wherever I need to. I wait 8 hours for it. Mm-hmm. But I mean that's the other thing. So many shortages of so many medications, that's complicating it as well. Yeah. And when the pharmacist is on the phone with me and they're very kind, they're like, "Well, this location has so many, this location has it, this location has it." At least they can all see it and I don't I don't have to run around town, but yeah. I mean, it's It's crazy out there.
3: Yeah, and some of you were texting, and we'll go back to the phones here in a sec, um, that it's not just CVS. And I would assume it's not just CVS. It's just that's where the walkout was. But that you're having similar problems at other pharmacies. Because my initial thought was, we'll just change pharmacies, which is a pain in the neck if you've ever done that. It's it's easier to be in one chain of pharmacies because then you can just move it to a different location. Correct. To completely go from CVS to something else is just, you have to change that with all of your doctors then. And, and inevitably it's gonna be sent to the wrong place.
4: The, your other alternative is to simply ask for the prescription on paper. Right. If they will give it to you. And then you can call around, figure out who's got it, and then just walk in and you don't have to
3: worry about the transfer problem. Right. Nine one three five eight six seven seven eight. Let's get Rose on in Raytown before we break.
6: Hi, Rose. Good morning. Um, I had an interesting experience of the past week with Walgreens. Not C V S, but similar. Um where I went in last weekend to get, I get three prescriptions once a month, three refills. And this month I got two refills of one particular one and they missed the other one. And it was labeled as the other drug. Ooh.
7: Oh, wow. Yes,
6: but only because one's a capsule and one, all, you know, they're all different colors. I immediately knew this wasn't right. So I went back in, it was a week ago yesterday, and I explained to the pharmacist, first I called, then I went in, and uh, he said, well, we'll have to check the tapes, because it shows that you picked it up. I said, clearly, this is not hydrothorochlorazine. <laughs> you know, it's a blue capsule, and this isn't it. So then they have to review the tapes, then they have to go over it with the manager. So by he gave me a few to get me by. And then by Wednesday, I called again. Oh yes, yes, we're getting it ready. So Thursday, I go to pick it up, and there's a big sign in the window: uh, "No pharmacist on duty. We can't dispense medication." Oh wow, which is, which is a part of the problem. And I'll let, so finally, anyway, yesterday I finally got my refill. It took a whole week to get this straightened out, but I talked to the pharmacist, and he said. Just because the pharmacist fills the drugs, that's not enough. The pharmacist has to be there in order for even the tech to ring up your prescriptions. So that means that whenever they're open, there has to be a pharmacist on duty and they just don't have enough people coming into the field or it's so high stress that pharmacists are quitting left and right.
3: Well, good thing you caught that. I mean, good on you for catching it.
6: Well, you know, it was a pretty obvious mistake, but if it had been one of my other medications where one's a little white pill and the other one's kind of got a little pink tint to it, I'm not sure I would have noticed it.
3: Yeah. Rose, thanks for the insight. Appreciate you getting in. Uh 586 Callers on hold. Uh, we'll get to more of your calls next here on KMBZ. John Grayson out today. E.J. Becker in for him. 913-586-7798. We'll get to your calls here in just a sec. We were talking about the walkout of pharmacists that happened at about two dozen CVS locations across Kansas City. In fact, it was big enough that it was making national news on Friday. And we're talking about why, about the different conditions that pharmacists are dealing with and how that is affecting us as consumers, what a lot of you are texting in is that your pharmacy now, and it's not just CVS, is open for shorter hours, which is exactly what restaurants did. I mean, when you have less staff, you just cut back on your hours. I'm,
4: I, I, I got the number in my head, 179,000. That's what your typical CVS pharmacist would make. And okay. I'm thinking to myself, I know it's six figures, but I've got 179 in my head for some reason. That's a high paying job. Mm-hmm. It's a high-paying – now, with that high-paying job comes responsibility as well. And student loan debt, I assume. And student loan debt. But I'm thinking to myself, how rough must it be when you're making six figures, you're knocking on the door of 200 grand, and it's still the, – the stress is so much, the pressure is so much
3: that you're like, I could walk away from this. Yeah, I also ask, where do those skills transfer? That is such a specialized area of knowledge. Chemistry.
4: But what do you job. do with that? Oh, there's any number of other go You go work for a big company, could, I guess. Yes, do yeah. research, do those yeah. sorts of things. That you makes could sense. also there's there's I wonder if the stress is less. I have a friend uh, from Lee Summit, and she is a pharmacist in a what do you call it? Warehouse? Meaning she's a pharmacist for the mail order group. Oh, yeah. So her world, she doesn't have to deal with people. She has to, all she has to do is the people that fill it. She comes, checks it off, makes sure, you know what I mean? Yeah. If she's sort of the back office pharmacist, you would assume there's a lot less pressure there because it's a nine to five job and it's much more controlled and you, you don't have to worry about
3: who's walking through the door. Hold that thought about the mail order. We'll come back to that here in a second. Uh, Let's get Alex on the line in KCK. Hey, Alex.
8: Hi, you guys. You know, I'm I'm interested, and I don't want to take a lot of time because this is a really iffy thing here, (laughs) but uh, I have autoimmune deficiency disease. I've had it for a while, and I've had some bad things happen. like gastrophoresis, my stomach went on strike, you know. Uh (laughs) I have, yeah, it's paralyzed. And I go to these pharmacies, um, the one in uh, Roland Park, I won't name that one. There's one that's closed there. If you remember that one cbs next to walmart anyway so i discovered um the 24 hour am i allowed to say a company's name
3: uh, is it necessary yeah. for Not the story clearly. okay we'll just skip it it's that.
8: at 75th and antioch or wait no johnson drive <laughs> anyway 24 hours a day nice people clean Um, you know, and that's one of the things that I have an issue with. And one thing that I don't like is going in there and seeing these poor guys back there trying to do their job and complaining customers at the same time. Remember COVID? Those guys were doing all those shots and doing all those, uh, filling all those orders. And, you know, people were coming in and it's a lot of work and I don't blame them for walking off. Yeah. You know, I just want to see... Better healthcare for everybody at a reasonable price. And yeah, if your name is Menendez, I'm sorry. So
3: okay, Alex, thanks for yeah. thanks for the call. Appreciate you getting in.
8: Bye. Oh, we were talking about
4: uh, 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 what it takes to be a pharmacist, talking about money, uh, that sort of thing. What pharmacists make as well.
3: Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Kay has called us up at Elise Summit. Hi, Kay.
7: Hi. I just wanted to make a comment. Um, I'm a registered nurse, but not a pharmacist, but I have lots of friends that are, and the stress of continuing education and looking for interactions of drugs each time as a nurse I give it or as a pharmacist that has to dispense it, But pharmacists are required to have a Ph.D.
3: Yeah. I hope so, so <laughs> quite frankly. I mean, I, yeah. given, given the yeah. level of knowledge that's needed, I, yeah, I hope exactly. it's a Ph.D.,
7: It's a Ph.D., and lots of people think when they go in that pharmacy tech that's there that's handing and ringing up your prescription is, you know, a pharmacist. They are not. They have been through, I don't know what kind of training, but it's meniscal compared to a pharmacist. Mm -hmm. And I know the pharmacy at my CVS, she's there every time I walk in that store. And I've, I read the article where there's not even an assistant to answer the phone or do drive up or ring up things. And so these pharmacists now in some locations are stuck out there by themselves.
3: Yeah. It, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a hard. And it,
7: that's all. And I and. They're vulnerable for lawsuits just like anyone else, so I don't begrudge what they make.
4: Hey, Kay, as the last line of defense, as the nurse, the person who's going to give the medication to a patient, how often do you come across something that makes you go, oh, hold on just a second now, maybe I shouldn't give this just yet, I need to ask?
7: Uh, Not so much anymore that things are more electronic, but in in the earlier days when we were... A doctor prescribed something and he wrote it on an order sheet and he sent it down to the pharmacy. Even before I sent it to the pharmacy, I was trying to pay attention to what that patient's diagnosis was or was that what I thought might be the best? And so you would just have to make a suggestion to the doctor. Do you think this one's going to work the best and is in the best interest of this patient? But not so much anymore. Now it's more the pharmacist call up to the unit and say, hey, we just got this order and uh, we're going to put a call into the doctor. So you won't see this being delivered to your unit right away.
4: Well, Kate, we we appreciate the call and thank you. Nurses,
3: social workers, teachers, uh, I mean, angels. Um, While we have a second here, I want to talk about the mail order that you mentioned, um, because that's... I am dealing with that for the first time um, and the pain in the neck that is the having to get the 90-day supply and have to do it by mail and all that kind of stuff. You got to think that that's the way maybe it's going to go is that either – I mean, there are some prescriptions that you're going to need immediately, right? right? You go to urgent care, there are things that you need right away. I would love to know the the number of prescriptions or percentage of prescriptions that you could get filled that are just irregular for you Yes. that you – I I think doctors maybe are going to have to give more notice about your refills a week or two weeks because that maybe is what it's going to take. But I bet we're going to have more going to mail order, less going into the pharmacy and more getting it by mail.
4: I think that's right. And I also think if you're lucky enough to have health insurance, uh, just keep your eyes open. Watch the emails. Watch the uh, uh, I get mail every I've got something that I take every day and they ask me. Once, twice, three times a year. Do you want us to handle that? Do you want to do a three-month deal? Mm -hmm. Because they'll take it on. They want to do it. It's better for them. So, yeah, the acute stuff, you got to get. But otherwise, yeah, eventually they're going to force you into the long-term prescription.
3: We will keep an eye on it. Uh, thanks uh, Thanks, everybody, for getting in here. We'll take a break. Coming up in the next hour, we'll switch gears. Is there a gift that you always give for an occasion, be it a new baby or graduation? We'll get into that coming up in the next hour here on KMBZ.